York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here. Give me that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And the Knicks lose a thriller today in an overtime loss to these Lakers. Oh, they lose 115 to 122. There were some bright spots today, though. We saw some great first half play. We saw the ascension of a career high from RJ Barrett. And we saw a glimpse of what Julius Randle could be. But ultimately, this is a battle of two teams who are mediocre. And they play like it. Both of those guys having highs. Both of those guys having lows. The Knicks um, at one point had a 21-point lead. But end up losing the game ultimately because, you know, because you noted the Knicks be Nick in the third quarter of Doom. Once again, catches up to the Knicks. And the Knicks lose to the Los Angeles Lakers despite a fierce comeback 115 to 122 and we are going to talk about it uh, yeah we're going to talk about it tonight and you know I don't have a, a stats and a facts man tonight so it's just going to be me reading all these crazy stats and the facts and breaking down to this Alright, before we even get into the game, you already know what to do, man. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you support the channel. And, um, you know, also hit the notification bell so you get the notice when we are going on to talk about Knicks basketball. Alright, let's get to it. Before I get to it too as well, yo, shout out to everybody who's rocking with the KLT show. Shout out to Kellam Alejandro. Shout out to Agent Super Argo. <laughs> shout out to Fritz, best mind in the game. Shout out to Picks for Timmy. Shout out to Rich Gim. Shout out to Big Reaper. Shout out to Billy Blanco and everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show in this midnight game, talking this Knicks Lakers loss. All right, um, man, the <laughs> today was extraly frustrating because the Knicks did played how we wanted them to play. Since the beginning of the season, right? We wanted these Knicks to pass the ball. We wanted these Knicks to play with pace. We wanted these Knicks to play with defense. And we were spoiled in the first half. First of all, the first quarter even, the Knicks scored 42 points in the first quarter, the highest scoring first quarter of the Knicks season. Followed by a first half. That had us cracking the 70-point mark, which was like the highest-scoring second half, first half of the Knicks season, only for them to let go of the rope in the third quarter. And there are lots of reasons why that happened. I'm going to break it down to you today. But first, 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 it's the pace. It's the pace. It's the pace. It's the pace. The Knicks all season had the slowest pace in the NBA. Slowest pace in the NBA. And... There was a stark difference between the first and the second half of the Knicks playing basketball. The first half, the Knicks actually um, pushed the plate. They pushed the pace on makes and misses. And a lot of that had to do with Julius Randle, man. Julius Randle is the catalyst for this Knicks team. And if today wasn't apparent, it was apparent today for, for real. We had a lot of success because Julius Randle was playing defense. Julius Randle was pushing up the ball, and Julius Randle was making quicker decisions in that first half. And that was a lot of reason why he was getting easy shots. We had 19 fast break points. 19 fast break points in the first half. 17 assists in the first half. I thought we was on our way to like a 40 assist game the way we were going. And it it looked like we was gonna have some record setting nights. Um. Also, R.J. Barrett has 17 points in the first quarter, and he he was looking like he's about to career high, which he did. R.J. Barrett bought the bot by himself, gave you 36 points, eight rebounds, and five assists on the night. Shout out to R.J. Barrett. But I feel like you know this game really went awry. The game, the game started to go awry a little bit. In the second quarter, right? Because the first unit came in and they did their job. For them, they did their job. They played defense, right? Um, Evan Fournier was shooting well. 
it's funny because Evan Fournier's uh, shooting so well right now that teams are starting to blitz him on pick and rolls and sending two players to him. And that was opening up a lot of offense for these Knicks. We, we saw a few times when Evan Fournier actually had some pretty great hockey assists. Evan Fournier would get a double. He would pass the ball to Julius Randle. Julius Randle would dump the ball off to Mitch Robinson. Beautiful ball from all, all that all that first quarter. We saw that happen twice, right? We also saw times when Julius Randle, he wasn't holding the ball. He was passing the ball around. He, he was getting doubled. He was getting doubled. He would spray the ball out, right? We saw that in, in, in that first half as well. But the second unit came in, and uncharacteristically, the second unit wasn't really moving the ball like the first unit was at first. And it was and the 18-point deficit got cut to, I believe, 10, I believe. And once and then he, you saw the how uh, Tom called the timeout and he started to regroup. I mean, you know what, Asu? You, you gotta give it to these these Lakers, man. Because the Lakers and LeBron James, they were picking on some guys. They were picking on some guys in that second quarter. And I, and like I started to say before, it's a, that's another reason why. This game started to deflate a little bit in the second quarter. Um, and why you didn't really see quickly at all in that second half. LeBron James and Reeves was playing a two-man game for uh, like a, a lot of big chunk of that second quarter. And Emmanuel quickly was a victim to a lot of off-ball cutting from Reeves and back cuts from Reeves. And LeBron James was, was a maestro with the pass. And he was waiting patiently, picking apart the Knicks defense really targeting quickly on Reeves and he got quickly into foul he, he got him a couple of fouls and uh <laughs> he took advantage of quickly altogether and it's funny LeBron <laughs> but you know we were able to actually get the lead we actually be able to build on the lead once the starters got back in right ultimately we were able to push the lead and con and get 71 points but once again the third quarter came and the infamous third quarter of doom um started started to happen first of all first of all the second quarter once the starters came in back in in the second quarter you can already see with your own eyes you can already see with your own eyes that defense started to deflate Evan Fournier he wasn't playing really hard on on, on a defensive end and a lot of times we say that happens because when he doesn't get the ball he, he, he decides not to play defense and we saw you start to see him lose um some steam on defensive end Julius Randle he wasn't playing defensives hard in that second quarter as well. Maybe it's because he, he he had three fouls and he was trying to stay away from it. But he wasn't playing defense hard in that second quarter as well. And if you're looking at the box score in the quarters, the Knicks scored 29, 42 points in the first quarter to 29 points for the Lakers. 29 points in the second quarter compared to 27 in the Lakers. The Lakers were starting to figure the Knicks out. And the Knicks weren't doing the things that got them the lead in the first place. Which is why we're in the predicament today. Which is why we're in the predicament today. Um, third quarter comes. The Lakers have a new strategy. They put LeBron James on R.J. Barrett. One. Two. They stopped doubling Julius Randle. And they convince, and they just go straight up ISO on Julius Randle. And when Julius Randle goes straight up ISO, that's when you start to see the ball moving stop. Because now he's trying to take advantage of the smaller guy on him, right? Because the Lakers were switching, and it was just like, you know what? We don't care if we're switching. We don't care if Westbrook is on you. We're going to have Randle try to beat you one-on-one. -on -one. And the shots that were falling for Randall in that first half, because Randall had to go when he was hitting mid-range shots, he was hitting three-point shots. The shots that were going in that first half wasn't going in the second half, and he was pretty much isoing the ball. Five, look, we, we finished the first half, guys, with 17 assists in the first half. Third quarter of five minutes left in the third quarter, we still were stuck on three. 17 assists. I mean, 19 assists. I'm sorry. We, had nine, we finished with 19 assists in the first half, and five minutes left in that third quarter, we were still stuck on 19 assists. Still stuck on 19 assists. Um, these Lakers, and uh, so so that got us out of our offensive flow. The way they they uh, attacked our defense, the way they chose to let uh, Randall go one on one. 
the way they put LeBron James on R.J. Barrett, the way they got used to, they got used to R.J. Barrett going left and Anthony Davis adjusted to him going left and he didn't have to really figure out the counter move yet um, while he was driving. The second thing is Malik Monk goes off for, I believe, I think it was 17 points or something in the third quarter. These Lakers once again targeted. They were targeting Kemba Walker, man. Targeting Kemba Walker. And it's, it's apparent to me that it's like, it seems like the Kemba Walker days are, are coming to an end. Because Kemba Walker would play, what, 23 minutes a day? He was atrocious on defense. They were hunting him. Malik Monk's, uh, they were attacking him on switches. And then Malik Monk was just going off on Kemba Walker the entire third quarter. And it was atrocious. It was so. That's why you saw Alec Burks in that fourth quarter alone. No quickly benched in the entire first, second half. Kimball Walker benched after that third quarter. And then coach decides to go with Alec Burks in that second half. And the Lakers, man, the, 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 the Lakers played that beautifully, man. They, they, they got us. They definitely got us. They, and a lot of that is a Knicks fault, too, because we still, after seeing the success we had in that first, first half, we did not push the ball up. We didn't push the ball up. We didn't play the pace with defense, and we didn't execute. We like we didn't we didn't move the ball, and those are the, the third quarter of doom. That third quarter of doom, the Knicks only scored thirteen points, only scored thirteen points, and to me, the third quarter of doom was really the game. That and the the coach once again, Tibbs not making adjustments, seeing that these Knicks were getting smacked in the third quarter. Left that first unit in for the entire game, for the entire third quarter with no adjustments. This is insane, ins crazy insane to me. So F for, for Tom Thibodeau for the way he coached that third quarter. The only the bright spot to me and for everybody here has to be what R.J. Barrett did today. R.J. Barrett gives us a career high, 36 points on the night. Gunshots for R.J. Barrett. I saw some some stats that was floating around that said R.J. Barrett is our most clutch player on the Knicks. And he showed it today. 46% from the field, 40% from three, 36 points, five assists, eight rebounds, three turnovers. Shot 20. Took most of the took most of the shots. And not only take most of the shots, you start to see that um when the game was on the line, the ball was going to R.J. Barrett more. The ball was going to R.J. Merritt most. So you started seeing him going through pistol. You started seeing the offense run through him. You started seeing some nice decision making. Even even though it didn't work out for him, I saw him have a nice pass to Mitch. Um, even though Mitch bobbled the ball and turned to a turnover. Um, on ISO situations, I saw some nice footwork. The guy he got he got a switch on Russell Westbrook, was able to kind of head fake, uh, fake the fadeaway, come back to the middle and finish over with his left hand over West Westbrook. Uh, nice work from R.J. Barrett. Also, a thing that I've been telling, I thought he should be working on all season. One of the the, the low lights for him is creating separation and hitting that mid range. And he missed the mid range shot today. He had, but he had a nice ISO situation where he he, he got a good separation off the dribble and missed the missed the mid range. Good shot, but you know, missed the mid range. And that's to me, that's gonna be the next step for R.J.'s ascension. Hitting those jump shots at a consistent rate rate from three getting that mid-range game to work the way you want to because as of now as of today the way that man is driving he's a he's in beast mode man he already seems to have like a little bit of a counter to that drive where he kind of steps back in middle and does a fadeaway he just needs to hit that more consistently he just needs to do that a little bit more consistently but rj barrett is Ryan? He's rounding into form, and he's looking like the future of these Knicks. He's looking like the future for these Knicks. He's looking like he's taking the next step. If there's any good that's coming from today, is that R.J. Barrett is taking the next step, for sure. So shout out to R.J. Barrett for taking that next step. And um, <laughs> I wish we'd have won this game. I wish we, I wish we'd have won this game. It seemed like the Knicks was playing for their lives because you, you already saw. If you saw Mark Berman. If you saw Mark Berman interview Julius Randle, he looked a little pissed that his name was even mentioned in trade rumors or whatever. Uh, it seems like in the first half, anyway, these guys are playing with some purpose. But this team is what this team is, man. We're inconsistent. We're inconsistent. And part of it is on his team and part of it is on his coach. Uh, 
and we hopefully we able to get it together. But at the end of the day, good showing from R.J. Barrett. Shout out to R.J. Barrett. Gunshots for him. Also a nice showing from Mitch. Um, he didn't do well offensively, really, but he battled all night. He had a load to handle with Anthony Davis. And when he was missing on the court and we saw Noel, you felt it. You felt it. You, you felt his presence missing. And when he was back on the court and battling, even though he was falling and he was, he was winning all the battles, his presence was felt. Like He had a really nice closeout to end the game, to close out on, on uh on Julius on uh I'm sorry LeBron James three after RJ hit a a, a, a clutch three pointer to tie the game Mitch did a nice job closing out so kudos to Mitch I think he had a pretty positive plus or minus on the night um I think he might have had the highest plus or minus of the night if if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken Mitchell Robinson plus eight on the night highest plus or minus of anybody on the team. And uh, you can see his impact when he's on the team, man. Definitely see it. Uh, <laughs> did I hear the chat? Did the crowd chant for did, did the crowd chart uh, chant for Bodmon? I didn't hear the crowd chant for Bodmon. I did hear the crowd boo Russell Russell. So I don't want to hear no more Russell Russell trades coming to here. Russell Russell right now is kind of like uh, Julius Randall West Coast because. <laughs> They do not like them. When Russell Westbrook shot the three, and it's and the and the fans was, was like, "Nah, no, don't!" I I cringe, yo. I was like, "Man, that that crowd has to be sapping the confidence out of Westbrook for real." And shout out to Russell Westbrook because he's playing for our team today, man. He he clutched, he clanked two big free throws. So he might he might as well be a Nick, even though he wasn't traded here. He might as well be in it. Oh, they trying to find out. Yo, I was having um connection problems. So I hear him, I have seen you guys saying they chanted for RJ Barrett earlier in the chat. I was having connection problems. So I kind of missed the first few minutes of the game. I just saw that RJ hit some threes and Evan hit some threes. Um, but that's pretty much the rundown from the game for me. Uh, if you want to, you already know what to do. If you want to call in, call in right now, 319-527-6241. If you want to talk Knicks basketball, Knicks Lakers, uh, let's talk about it, man. Let, let's talk about it. I know we have callers coming up. And I believe the first caller that we have for tonight is Reaper. Hey, what's up, JLS? Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, it was an interesting game. Actually, I missed the uh, uh, first quarter. I started watching this game maybe, I think it was like uh, seven minutes left in the second quarter. Um, I fell asleep earlier, took the family out for dinner and Came back and fell asleep. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So, yeah, you got to these naps now, but, man. Uh, You're older. <laughs> I know, right? So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, um, I mean, you kind of have to put this on, you know, Tibbs again, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the one thing, you know, obviously he didn't play today, but I remember when I was arguing with uh, the other caller a few weeks ago, I mean, not playing miles mcbride even if it's two three minutes because the problem with miles uh when he kind of had that bad game was just because of um you know but just because he's not really used to obviously the league yet and so right um he had that one good houston game but you can't just pull someone and just just you know especially someone that young and just eliminate him from like the rotation and i just think right now it's really screwing us up because it's um we just don't have any options at point guard. And so, right. Um, in my opinion, um, uh, Burks is not it, you know, I mean, I just don't think he's, you know, he's a good option at point guard. And so I think it's just, that's really is continuously keeps hurting us right now. Yeah. Look, I, I, I even agreed. I remember when miles McBride had the uh, bad game, like, I mean, he had a bad game, right. You know, he definitely felt like he didn't, he, he was struggling running the offense, running the offense, but you got to kind of like get him to play a little bit at the time. I agree with you. But the other thing, the reason, so so that's on Tevs, and then also of hold course on, like rotate, hold on one second. like making. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm gonna just interject one thing. I will give Burks. Sure. I mean, I will say this one thing. Uh, putting Burks in the game did kind of cool off. Um, Malik Monk, because after Burks, because I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, he, Kemba was getting cooked to win Burks, because you know how you know what it tips. Tips likes size on people. Right, so you, okay. that did, he did that did slow down Malik Monk, so I, I I'll give him credit for that. But I still do agree that you can't go heavy Burks 
um, long minutes because the, the pace does change and he doesn't always, you know, he doesn't always um, do the right thing offensively. Although he has some moments like the, the pass he made to Julius Randle on the cut for an easy deuce in the fourth, fourth quarter was good. Um, he um, he competed defensively. So, I mean, Burks didn't have a, he sh but he just shot terribly. 28% from the field, two or seven from Alec Burks, one for four from three. Uh, so offensively, he was yeah. atrocious, but defensively, uh, he competed. I agree with you. Actually, that that's definitely a good point. I agree with you on that. Uh, so it's just uh, uh, like so. The first thing, like I said, is Tibbs. Uh, you know, his, in my opinion, his uh, lack of adjustments, or at least not enough adjustments in the third quarter. I agree. Obviously, and then, and then of course, like because of his rotation throughout the year, just it's just us right now. But the other thing, nobody, I don't know if people are really paying attention to is Nerlings Noel. Yeah. He has been playing horrendous. Yeah. Um, He's bad. Like, it's, um, so the crazy thing, so the, the defensive stats, right, it takes a couple of days for it to come out on NBA.com. But even this game, you can just tell, like, he, we really struggle with uh, Nerlings Noel out there, him being able to control the paint. Um, he's struggling just like keeping, you know, just keeping people out of the paint. He had yeah. like one nice block. Um, after, I guess it was uh, second quarter, maybe. But yeah. he's really struggling. So if you go back to the last game to like even uh, the Memphis Grizzlies game, I mean, like uh, he contested eight shots and basically, uh, and he allowed seven field goals out of eight shots. So That's they shoot 90% against them essentially. Yeesh. And it's like, yeah, that's really bad. I mean, compared to Mitchell Robinson, the previous game, like, P P he contested 21 shots and only allowed five field goals. That's like 24%. That's crazy. And you know, it's like basically on the defensive end, it's it's really R.J. Barrett, Mitch, and then Randall carried a load on the defensive end for this team. Mm. And uh, But Nerlens is the other person that's supposed to be helping carry the load, and he's just like – I mean, he's just not yeah. effective at all. Yeah, this was one of those games so where I was just like, uh, I would like to see Sims because it you really, yeah. you really felt it when Mitch went out, like really felt it. And one thing you like, first of all, the rebounding, right? Nerlens Noel, one rebound <laughs> in twenty three minutes is crazy. But, but I get ads a load, but he just did. He like it's it's a bad matchup for him. Is straight up a bad mm -hmm. matchup for him. So I feel like he needed we needed a bigger guy in Sims to combat whatever Nerlens as well was was not giving us negative fifteen on the night for Nerlens as well lowest plus minus on the team surprisingly or not surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like I, I mean he's one person I really hope like if the front office is smart. I mean the contract is not that crazy. They need to just find a way to get rid of him. Um, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know, I, honestly, when I found out um, LeBron was playing this game, I was shook for the Knicks. Yeah. I was like, man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that yeah. lead is not safe, you know. And so you figured they were going to pick it up in the second half, especially on the defensive end, and then he was probably going to take control of the game on the offense. And that's what he did, just took control, picked us apart. And even when he wasn't picking us apart, I mean, he was getting, you know, second-chance points. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it was just, um, I mean, he, the way he just, you know, he imposes his will on the game. is just like, it's insane. And he's like the smartest dude I've ever he's seen. He's very like, smart, Like on man. the basketball court, man. Sheesh. He like knows all the calls. Remember when RJ Barrett incidentally kind of like touched the Yeah, ball? I feel like he goaded him into it. Like, I feel like he saw RJ yeah. was out of bounds and threw the ball into him to get the technical. And we got lucky because Malik missed the technical foul. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. I felt like he was you like. You know what's really crazy? Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, no, go ahead. Go. What were you saying? No, I was just, I was just reading the same point. It, it just seems like he he saw RJ running out of bounds. Let me just throw the ball off of him to see if I can get a, we can get an extra shot. And like, I just feel like he was his mind was just thinking that quickly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing. And then on top of that, I was thinking like, who the hell knows even these obscure rules? Even there's NBA players that don't even know these obscure rules because it's only a technical. What did they say? It's only a technical, like, what, two, two minutes, minutes to go? Under two minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. Under two minutes. Yeah. And so he just, like, knows all these obscure rules that no one else knows. And it's just, like... <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it was, yeah, but, man. you know, yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, honestly, I wasn't, you know, too disappointed. Um, I, I just don't know what they're going to do. I mean, we're just not a very good team. 
like you were saying, unfortunately. And, um, and I don't know if they have a lot of, um, they've kind of put them painted. They've backed themselves into a corner because of, uh, the way Tibbs like to play the, uh, the way his rotations are him not liking to play the young guys. So right now we just, is the options aren't even there. So yeah. even if you right now, if you start playing the young guys, you're going to have to be willing to kind of go through like, you know, well, like two weeks, maybe a week of ugly basketball at least. Right. To get you know, until they get comfortable. Yeah. So it just, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, but, you know, thanks for taking my call. That's pretty much what I got. All right, man. Yo, shout, shout out to Reaper, man. Whew. Thanks. Thanks for going on. Gunshot right. to Reaper, man. All in on this night, man. And shout out to everybody else who's rocking with us on the KOT show on this midnight. Um, after, right after the game, you already know what to do if, if you if you want to call. Uh, I'll, I'll show you the number real quick. Um, but yeah, this, this is one of those nights, man. This this is one of those nights. So yep, yep, you already see the number right down there. I'm sorry, I got the wrong screen for you. Three one nine five two seven six two four one. If you want to call in, next caller up. We have Jose. What's up, Jay Ellis? How you doing, man? What's going on, man? I'm I'm doing all right, considering. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 frustrating because it's just another another winnable game slipped. You know, I, I as like the last caller said, and I heard uh you know Mr. Braun was gonna be playing. I was kind of scared, like I were probably gonna get blown out, even though they're not a they're a bad team, but they haven't really had all their players together all year long. But right. It, it was winnable. It was winnable. We're up by 21 and we still lose the game. I mean, it's just a lot of. I mean, I'm not on the fire tips bandwagon, but there was a lot of bad coaching yeah. uh, during this game. I mean, you, you had RJ who's hot in the first quarter, and he pulls him out with like four minutes left in the first quarter. Meanwhile, Randall had a better second quarter than he did the first quarter, but Randall plays the whole first quarter. You know, yeah, I, I just I don't get when you have a guy who's on fire. He literally like just hit a three. Then there's a timeout and Rand and, and RJ's on the bench. And you have a guy who's hot. You leave him in. If you want to, you know, rest yeah. him, rest him in the beginning of the second quarter. You, good point. you let the guy cook. Very good but, point. But you know, it's just that's one of the first. As, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, why are you taking him out? That's the first bad move, you know. And then give give the other coach, you know, some credit. He made adjustments in the third quarter. We didn't. Yeah. You know, they, they put you know LeBron on RJ. You know, try to slow him down. LeBron, RJ had three shot attempts in the whole third quarter. You would think that they would make plays to, you know, do a pick and roll or something to get LeBron off of RJ, right. get RJ some shots, or run run the ball through RJ offensively. I was thinking the that's same what thing. was working. I was thinking the same thing. But nope, you don't run the offense through RJ. You instead go back to ISO ball, something that hasn't worked all year long, and go back to Rando ISOing at the top of the key. It just it hasn't worked. Why are we doing things over and over again that don't work? It's like the what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing, expecting something different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but uh, uh, again, I'm not on the fire tips. I just I want adjustments. I feel you. You know, I'm, a monk. What a monk had 18 points to our 13 in the third quarter. Didn't make what an was adjustment. the adjustment on monk? Didn't make an adjustment until the, no the fourth quarter. Until <laughs> the fourth quarter, he just yeah. let him roll the whole third quarter, and it's like, bro, just, just let let monk keep shooting. Like, no adjustment. It just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's just Vogel made adjustments. Tibbs did it. That's what lost us the game. You I know, agree. we we could point at a bunch of other things. You know, we missed 10 free throws yep. again. We're, we're why all of a sudden are we missing all these free throws? We lose by what, six, six, seven points. That's the we game. Ten free throws. Mm -hmm. But exactly. But you know, kudos to RJ hitting that clutch three at the end of the fourth quarter. Could have been another game winner on RJ's belt. But you know, we, we give it back to them. I just uh, I, and Burke's inbounding. Come on, coach. Yeah. How many how many times <laughs> how many are we gonna times? let Burks inbound and oh, turn over the ball before we stop letting Burks inbound the ball? Yo, like, it just it doesn't work. It never was. You know, I don't. I don't know what we're gonna do with Burks. I'm. I'm I like Burks. I'm kind of hoping he's gone at the trade deadline. I mean, he missed the old wide open three pointer too. I. I know that he yeah. gives us other things. Yeah. But he's just in his funk, and I, quickly too. Quickly's in his funk. I don't know what's going on. I think Grimes may have hit a rookie wall, or he's just exhausted from the 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 speed up on the NBA and the minutes because he's just. You see, all of his shots are short. Yeah, he looks tired. Yeah, I, you know? I feel he'll get a bit together. Go, he's gonna have those games. I feel like Grant, but I, I yeah, agree. I, with you. I like Grant. I, I like. I, I know I you do. Still like him in there for the for the defense. I know you do. I know you do. Grimes, yeah. Grimes, 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 Hive is strong out here in Knicks Nation. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I like Grimes a lot. I just his shots are short. He might be tired, and you know, I just I don't know. I just lack of coaching adjustments is what really lost us the game. It's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it's, man. It's who we are this year. Super frustrating, man. Super frustrating, man. Um, good call, man. Thanks for calling, Jose. You made a lot of good points. Hey. A lot of good points. Thank man. you, thank you. Uh, definitely. Appreciate yeah. y'all. Keep doing what you're doing, man. We appreciate it. We need the therapy. Shoot, man. Y'all, y'all my therapy at this point. Shoot. <laughs> we need each other. <laughs> oh man, but kudos, yo, kudos. Oh man, shout out, gunshots for Jose. But he hit the nail on the head with a lot of those points. Missed free throws was a point of contention. The lack of adjustments from the coach was a point of contention as well. Waited way too long to adjust to Malik Monk, um, giving us 18 in the third quarter alone. Third quarter of doom got us. Um, even the R.J. Barrett thing, cooling off R.J. Barrett, not riding the hard, the hot hand, also another good point. Um, also, I feel like R.J. didn't really get the ball until like four minutes, five minutes into that third quarter of just straight up going ISO and not and watching it not work for a huge chunk of time. Like we we just once again, Tibbs just seems a little bit too slow to make adjustments, and we need to make these adjustments a lot quicker. Uh, so this, I can definitely see this saying, you know what, we got our coach. This this loss, you know, the team didn't play with the same pace, but Tibbs' third quarter coaching had a lot to do with what was happening today, for sure. Um, also, I know I, I'm going to get you in a second, Fritz, but I, I also want to um, – there's been some news that's been sputtering around Knicks Nation. Shout out to Ryan G. I posted some video about Ryan G. He was talking about some of the news that's been updated, um, that's been going around these Knicks streets. Um, first and foremost, it seems like the Knicks and the Sacramento Kings are kind of playing chicken, right? Seems like they're playing chicken. We heard, we heard the Sacramento last season, the Sacramento Kings were interested in Julius Randle. Um, then, um, shout out to Royal. He kind of pointed this out on this channel that the Sacramento Kings, um, actually told, um, told um the agent the Aaron's agent that they were not looking to trade him that they're looking to keep him so that went out that news went out and that was even that wasn't that's not even recent news that's news happened I, when i checked it that news happened on january 13th then we saw some news that said that the knicks have some some interest in De'Aaron fox and uh both of these guys are kind of like underachievers right now this season. So, I, I, like I said, we always said in this channel, this could make a lot of sense for both teams. Um, if they banking on how Randall's playing today, they might be encouraged because he had a really first half of where he played like last version, last season's version of Randall. Um, so they might like that. They might like that. And uh, so who knows? But at this time, the Sacramento Kings could be posturing. They could exactly be posturing. They could be posturing and, be like, and just kind of throwing news out there to, to drive up the price and try and see what else can get them more from the Knicks. So that that can definitely be a certain thing that's happening out there. But keep an eye on that. But um, at this point, will Julius Randle be moved by deadline? I'm not sure. Um, I kind of feel like it might be leaning towards no. I'm not sure. I, but that's just me guessing. That's just me guessing. Uh, shout out to shout out to oh shout out to into the Knicks first and also shout out to be civilized. I saw you. I saw you earlier. Um. And other news, I'm pu I'm pretty sure you guys are aware now that Dallas Mavericks is also seem like they have no interest in trading Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is a guy that's been uh, the Knicks have been checking out. You already know his ties with Leon Rose, CAA, Rick Brunson, and everybody here in the New York Knicks. So, um, and you already know that Dallas Mavericks they they're down right now. They're down. They're down. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Jalen Brunson is actually starting, playing kind of a two-guard role. And I actually seen a video today of, of Mark Cuban saying that Jalen Brunson is their most consistent player and they would they are definitely trying to keep him. So to me, like I don't I'm not I this news I do believe to be true since they're in a playoff hunt. I don't think they're going to try to move Jalen Brunson and they're going to try to extend him or something during the offseason. So if the Knicks were to get him, it'll have to be in the offseason. I don't see the Knicks getting him midseason. Like some of you guys want, so that's something else to looking for, look forward to. Also, in big news, man, I I, I seen some guys talking about Julius Randle, um, unfollowing the New York Knicks on Instagram. I seen some of that stuff happen. I see, 
Um, was he really following beforehand? I get. I, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what to think of that. I, I don't really want to read too much into it right now. I know some guys feel like it's a precursor because that he's leaving, but I I don't know, man. I don't really know what to make of it. It could be something. Or it could be nothing. I really don't know. I I, re I really don't know. I I just know when I really feel solid about something, it's when I see see it uh, reported by the guys like Shams, by guys like Ian, by guys like Woj, uh, Mark Stein. When I see those guys kind of report certain things, then I'll take it a lot, um, pretty serious. All right, so. Um, Julius Randle unfollowing Knicks on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not putting too much weight into that at, at this point. The other news that's been peaking out, and this is a rumor, is Mark Berman reported this. So you already know, kind of with a grain of salt. Mark Berman reported that the Knicks are trying to move Kemba Walker. I, I'm not going to lie. I, this, it makes sense to me. If you've seen the way Kemba Walker's been playing over the last few games, if you see the way his mans have been doing the link down, um, if you also take in consideration that, that uh, Derrick Rose is coming back after the All Star break. I can see why the Knicks would move on from from uh, Kemba Walker and try to get something for him. Um, what is his value though? I can't see us getting much more than a second round pick for Kemba Walker, if anything, at this moment, or people or teams just waiting for us to buy him out and then take him off the market that way. So, um, I yeah, it, it just seems far fetched to me. Yeah. You, some people, some some teams might take a chance on him just because of what he did in December, you know. So keep an eye out for that. But if there's anything, I'm not. sure. It seems like Tom loves Alec Burks. Uh, right now, I don't know. It seems like Kemba Walker might be gone. Um, all the news is Alec Burks will only be gone if they can get rid of another veteran at the same time and they, they don't seem to just want him to just be gone just for the sake of him being gone and creating minutes for cam reddish that's the news that's been also out so um i'm not sure the likelihood of him leaving as well but i know for i know my gut is telling you right now that kemba is gone that's for sure these other guys might be an asterisk but I still kind of believe the more we lose, the more likely more moves will be made. And we lost a winnable game today against these Lakers. So I feel like that might be pushing the needle towards selling in my mind. But that could just be my mind. I'm all, I'm still guessing. The, the East is still really tight. So they, may, they might still try, you know what, let's make, the ten, let's make the play and get that 10 spot and see what happens. They might try that route. But I don't think that's the... At this moment, I don't even know. I don't. I'm not feeling that route, man. I don't think that's the proper route to go. All right. Let's salute to Knicks Nation. Salute to everybody. In the chat. Shout out to Roddy, San and D, Nice, Craig Ward, Be Civilized, Be Willis. Into the Knicks verse. Uh, agreed as Laureano, Jeff Gooderson, everybody else is rocking the KOT show. Um, like I said, the good the good thing you got today is R.J. Barrett is looking like he will be the man. He's looking like he's taking that next step, expounding this game. Finishing at the room with Gusto. He has the passing going. Um, he's hitting shots today. You already see. The shots are going to be the key to unlocking unlocking RJ. Um, uh, I saw some nice separation moves in the mid-range, right? He, he did like a nice little step back. He missed it, but the knock on him was he couldn't hit. He couldn't dribble, and he couldn't create good enough separations on his moves to even get that step back going but so that that separation that he's getting is a, is a good sign from rj that he can you know take that next step into being the man and creating off the dribble because he's gonna need that to unlock unlock the rj of the next level and and you already see he has his defensive instincts are, are good as well and he saw some some footwork in the post that he did on westbrook so all good things from rj barrett today um shout out to rj barrett did his thing and Keep climbing, thing. Keep, keep, keep climbing, King. Keep climbing because next season, I think next season's RJ is gonna be very dangerous, extremely dangerous. All right, all right. I know we got uh, Fritz. Fritz, I know Fritz wants to say something. Fritz, let us know what your thoughts are. Hey, hey, what's up, JL? What's going on, man? Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Today was the five hundred. That that was always the magic number for me. Uh, for the season, like once you hit 500, you know, you could start changing your mindset. Right. Um, I, my, my thing was 
there are certain players that um, Tibbs is that are situ- situational, and it was definitely situational situations today. And he just did not. He just did not use his bench correctly. I just, I just didn't get it. Like you saw immediately out of out of the third quarter, Kemba Kemba three possessions in. Yeah, you you knew you knew he, you knew he needed to get pulled out. Yeah, three possessions in, and he kept them in there. I know he doesn't trust McBride, but the the problem with McBride when he was playing before was more on the offensive end. All you need to you need to stop the bleeding, and now that if you just put him in just for a couple minutes, stop bleeding, and then you can assess from there. That would have made sense. But you just let it go on. I think, I think he has a vendetta against Kemba, and, and it's just like, I just, I just, almost thought it was intentional. You thought and he that, left him in there just to make an that, example of him? <laughs> like, and I was like, I was like, wow! Like three possessions in, he's like, any coach would have pulled him out. Three possessions. The way he, that he treats Ovi, <laughs> and he lets those three possessions go by. I mean, Kemba was lost. Yeah, man. Like, Kemba was lost on those possessions. Um, also, second half got real physical. And, like, with as physical as it was, that was a situation for Cam Reddish. Long arms. Probably the only person, the only person who could probably handle LeBron on the move. Uh. Not once. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I was, I'm not even talking about offensively. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, just I, I don't know if anybody's handled LeBron personally, place. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I'm not talking about hey, was his time to shine? There's certain times where you just play a guy for for just a couple minutes, and that's where you could yeah. have used him for a couple minutes in some of the spots when 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 LeBron was. Just, at will, like yeah, I, we need someone who who can physically at least <laughs> at least stay in. Yeah. So I just didn't think the situational. When you said situational, no, nah, you're just buried. No, nah, you're done. And and yeah, and I just just thought that it was just poor use. It was just poor use. Yeah. No, nah, I agree with you, man. You and Reaper um, put the nail put the um. Nail on the head, man. Like, uh, like I understand he doesn't trust some of these guys, but he still needs to throw them in a, two or three minutes a game to not completely kill their offense. The, I mean, their confidence. And you know, guys like McBride, I, I do like that how they're utilizing him in the G League. So, like, I feel like his he, he might get his little swagger back. So it might be time when things like that happen in third quarter and we're getting smacked and Malik is dropping eighteen points. Like, try try something else. Quicker, try McBride. Let him see if he got it again. Because he had one bad game, and he's banished to the bench forever. That's kind of it's kind of crazy. He, he never got a <laughs> shot again after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I just wanted to talk about a couple of trade things. I know you said um, with the, I came away with a different uh, with the uh, there was an interview with um, who was it from De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. And De'Aaron Fox, he seemed like he he got a whole different whole different idea because he was. I I think what came to, they told him that he wasn't going to be traded for Ben Simmons because um, Ben Simmons for a while they were just openly talking about Philly in Sacramento like it was going to happen and just right, you know, right. they just didn't know the combinations. So I think they t- went back to him. And said, "Hey, uh, we want to." They told him something, but they told everybody else, um, "Hey, we want to build around De'Aaron and Halliburton." You but know what? When they just interviewed him a, a couple days ago. Uh, he he said, "Oh, I talked to the front office, and they told me what they need to tell me." Yeah, and you, he didn't say they were even me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I saw the I know the video you're talking about, and I saw that video. And the thing that I came away with when watching that video of uh, the reporter asking, 
De'Aaron Fox about trade rumors was there was mixed signals being given. That's the that's the that's what I came away with. Cause I think that's what he pretty much was saying. So you feel, like, and I think they actually said that phrase verbatim. I don't remember which one it was. It was De'Aaron Fox or the reporter? And De'Aaron Fox kind of agreed. Like, so did you feel like there's being mixed signals? He was kind of like, yeah, basically. So. That's going to also be something to think about. So who knows what's going to happen with De'Aaron Fox? Where is he going to be at the trade deadline? Um, but um, yeah, it's some it's something to look at. It's something something to look at. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure where Julius Randle ends up. Um, yeah, today was one of those games where he gave real a lot of effort in that first half. Man, I I was really happy. I I was about to count count those, three games those, in a row. Those those passes, crispy. Those those passes, those were like elite point guard passes. I mean, he was sharp in that first half. Right. In, the, in the third half, he was. It was like he he wanted to take over in that third. I don't I don't know if he he just wanted to up, one up Davis or something. In you know, he has a personal but vendetta against half, the Lakers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because that he was a lot more selfish in the third. The dribbling came back. Mm-hmm. You know, jump, jumping, jump. You know, jumping before you know where you're gonna land. Right. You know. No, I agree. That yeah, was I agree. happening in the third quarter. Definitely agree, man. Definitely agree. Man. So, he he, want, he wanted it, but yeah. yeah. Thanks for calling, though, Fritz. I'll call. Oh, right, sure, no problem. <laughs> Not calling, well. Thanks for, right. for talking to us, man. <laughs> sure. All right. All right. Shout out to Fritz, the best mind in the game. All right. Shout out to my guy, Fritz. Shout out to Knicks Nation. Everybody's rocking the KLT show. Uh, at this hour, shout out to B Willis, B Civilized, Don Hines, uh, Graffa, and uh, and everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. JLS J got two bodies on that dunk. Who got two bodies on that? Which, which dunk you talking about, B Willis? Which dunk are you talking about? Oh, you talking about the RJ, the RJ, oh, the RJ dunk on the on the fast break was the play of the game. That dunk was great, boy. Yeah, RJ got yeah, RJ was a beast today, man. Yeah, I if you pissed about this season, I know guys are pissed about this season. If you're pissed about this season, there's certain things you can come away with at the end of the season. One of those is RJ Barrett is real. That's one. Two, Mitchell Robinson is also real. After having a slow start, Mitchell Robinson is turning into a, a man man. And he's battling. So uh, he's also real. Three, Grimes is gonna be okay. All right, Grimes is gonna be okay. So this there's a certain things that's going on with Knicks Nation, and, and I you we actually still have a pretty decent young core. I I know we're used to it right now, but our young core is, is there's something there, man. We have a pretty nice young core, and the best young core that we have in a while between OB and IQ and Mitch and RJ, a lot lot to look forward to. Next caller up, I see we got my guy Tellum on the phone. Tell him what's going on, man. Testing. 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 Hey, <laughs> how you doing tonight, J. Ellis? What's going on? Oh, my goodness. So, boom. I totally just snapped at somebody after the game. They were like, oh, well, at least you guys kept it close. I was like, no, we had a 20-point lead. No, exactly. I was so upset. <laughs> Facts. I was so upset. They don't understand. We were up 20-21. Facts. They don't understand that again. The dudes did not get loose. They don't understand that again. Cam Reddish got traded for a first-round pick to chill on the bench and dap people up after the game. They don't understand that Nerlens Noel, whose knee has been done since before the season started, an organization been keeping it on the low, again went out there and was trash. Meanwhile, Afro Man, who every chance he gets gets an alley-oop, Mr. Sims, again rode the bench. They don't understand that for once the starters – Came out looking amazing. Yeah. Made no sense. I was like, whoa. Look that? at how fast the starters yeah. are moving. Yeah. Just the, the pace, amazing. Where has this been? Julius Randle was a powerful point forward. First time we've seen this in months. Mm-hmm. He was pushing like, ooh, I hate the Lakers. They traded me so that they could bring in LeBron. No, no, no. They got rid of me. Whatever. Let me get some revenge. All of it went away in the third quarter. All of it. Oh, the energy just zapped out. The energy zapped away. I'm looking at some of these minutes. It just doesn't make any sense. IQ, five minutes. Why? Obi, 12 minutes. 
Why? <laughs> Optimus Grimes, 14 minutes. Why? Now, now, Grimes didn't shoot well, but yeah. still, yeah. I don't care. There's not enough minutes. Because when you look at the game, you see the love affair the coach has with Burks. Yeah. It's like, dang, Burks could do anything, and he'll still get a chance to play inbound from, inbound from the side, mess up. It's okay. He'll still get a chance to play, right? Right. But some of these young guys, they don't get a chance to make mistakes and grow and develop. And when you look at last year's Thibs team and this year's Thibs team, right, both years with the Knicks, we always needed somebody to defend, right, when mm-hmm. somebody gets hot. We need somebody to clamp up, lock up. Well, we have those two guys, McBride and Reddish now, and even Grimes, that's three guys, and they don't get those chances to slow other teams down. Monk in that third quarter annihilated us. Yeah, man. We that was needed the, game. the deuce to get loose or that Reddish or Grimes to match up on Monk right there. We needed it, and we didn't have that. We had Fournier <laughs> and Walker. What is that, bro? Yeah, man. What is that? Yeah. They, they killed us. They killed us. This, I cannot accept losing winnable games. The Lakers suck. This was a winnable game. Definitely. The Lakers did not bring it tonight. We did everything we could in that second half, specifically in that third quarter, to lose this game. That is why I'm so upset. So, Jazz, I want to know two things. Number one. Oh, hold on. Shout out to R.J. Barrett. Can we show R.J. Barrett some love? Absolutely. Shout out to R.J. Barrett. Jesus Christ. Please. Jesus Christ. Get he had that me hyped. He had Absolutely. me hyped all game long. Shout out to R.J. Barrett. And I'm going to give um, Julius Randle some love because he did play good, even though Started to see certain stuff from the third quarter. Yeah, that, third quarter. You know, I didn't like quarter. the ISO. Yeah. The the, the, the questionable mid range contested jumpers. Like, yeah. oh man, he's kind of going away from what was working. But yeah. it's okay. The effort was there. The effort was there. The body language is there. The effort was there. Exactly. Exactly. The effort was weird. <laughs> and the effort has been questionable because, you know, some fans who follow other teams, they be like, yo, Knicks fans, y'all be bugging. They don't understand. He's not going hard for us every game. Yeah. They they really won't get it. They'll just look at the box score. Oh, he had a good box score. What are you talking about? Good yeah. stat line. They don't get that the energy and the effort and the hustle is not always there from him. Yep. He's sometimes checking out mentally. Whatever the problem could be, it ain't our problem. Nope. We we you know, we want to move in a different direction if he if that's what he wants to do consistently. But here's what I want to know, Jay Ellis. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Third quarter, which is where, you know, we basically lost the game, and over time. What would you have done differently? All of us, you know, in retrospect, would have done things a lot differently. All year we've been dealing with a coach that, you know, none of us like his decisions. Nah. What would you have done differently in the third quarter and overtime? Uh, man, first of all, I would have took Kemba Walker out way faster in the third quarter. Okay. In the third quarter. All right, yeah. Yeah. I agree. That that was, That's the first thing. Like, that's the first thing. I would have mm-hmm. took Kemba Walker out way faster. Even if it wasn't mm-hmm. IQ, because IQ had a horrible first half, maybe it would be. Maybe, maybe that would be mm-hmm. a time to try McBride. Put McBride on, 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 and, and see how that goes. But bare minimum, okay. I would, I would, I would have probably went to IQ or something or something else in that in that first quarter. I would have, I would have made a lineup change. Also, mm-hmm. I would have instructed, I would have instructed Randall not to play ISO ball anymore after it didn't work for the first twenty times in yeah. the third in the, in, the, in the second quarter, like. I, I, yeah. <laughs> to me, those are the two main things that really, and then also I would have instructed our team to push the pace. The thing yes, that was working yes, yes, in the yes. first half was we were pushing yes. on makes pushing and misses. We had yes, yes, yes. We had how many? We had how, how many? I think we had I think nineteen. You first, said nineteen in the first half, I believe. Yeah, we've had nineteen fast break points in the first half alone. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jalen. 19 assists. I don't know. 19 assists. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. But anyway, we. Okay, 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 okay. But we did not push the pace. We did not push the pace in the first half. We didn't have, like, the go ahead outlet pass. We, we reverted to old yeah. habits of trotting the ball out. Yes. And yes, that was the yes. biggest difference to me in that third quarter. Yeah. So, like, like so, like, tips, even if you're, like, if you're crazy and you're, like, I'm yeah. trotting the same first quarter team out that i did before because mm-hmm. it worked in the first half and i've seen it you have to bare minimum say push the pace do what you push mm-hmm. the pace yeah. stop trotting randall mm-hmm. because you were trotting in the second half in that third quarter and mm-hmm. that's a lot of reason why he's working so taking out Kimball walker faster pushing the pace yeah 
uh, those are the two main things I think I, I would have done. And then, like, even maybe even putting Grimes in for Evan Fournier and stuff like that when things weren't working. Bare minimum. But, but Jay Ellis, what about overtime? Game is basically 0-0, jump ball. I feel like both teams, their offense was bad for, like, the first two minutes of the, of the five-minute overtime. And then, you know, Fournier saved something that he probably shouldn't have that led to a big LeBron dunk. What would you have done in OT – that would have kind of, you know, got us a better result. Huh. OT is like a different is it's kind of like a different situation. I, I do feel like there was certain there was like a few bad there was like mental breaks in OT. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't yeah. feel like yeah, yeah. the I don't feel like it was necessarily the coaching. It was more like it was more Evan Fournier uh you know, saving the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saving the ball in our, in our yeah, saving the ball a, on a tip that resulted in a fast break for LeBron James. That was a mental break. RJ had some right. We was running the ball through. We was we was running the game through RJ a lot more in that OT. So you know, yes, we were. So and we got a couple of nice looks. We he made a good decision giving Mitch the ball. Uh, when he seemed like to be a mismatch, but you know, Mitch missed the ball. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. So I don't know if I would have made, which, which is rare, which is rare, right? Which is rare. Like maybe you, maybe... considering considering Noel, you know, Noel always drops that. You know what I'm saying? It's, Noel cutting Noel's minutes. Okay, that's another thing. That's another thing. Uh huh. Then the the I would have definitely tried. I would have taken out Noel because Noel. Was getting cooked. I would have tried Sims. Minutes. I'm looking at the numbers. Yeah, I would have tried Sims. I would have tried Sims. I would have went to Sims. That was one of the other biggest things I think I would have tried. McBride, Sims, well, and, and Grimes getting a little bit more time. The reality is I hate to be the Grim Reaper. Because you know, you know I, I love being optimistic and happy and, you know, hoping for the best. The reality is, you know, we're not going to be seeing Sims. The deuce ain't going to be getting loose. Cam ain't never gonna get no chance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what re- that's what the reality is. Randall's yeah. not getting traded. You know what I'm saying? As much as we may want him to, you know, they they'd rather you know probably make a trade to help build around him than move him. But, right. You know, it is what it is. Super duper tough L, man. Yeah. It's I'm tough sad. L, I'm down. I'm out. But I'm still ready to fight. Still- I still feel like the Lakers got lucky. Yeah. I still feel like they got lucky. Yeah. Ooh, it, because I'm looking at some of these numbers. Monk is all they had as help. Westbrook was basically on our team tonight. Yeah, man. Nobody else really stepped up for them as far as, you know, role players making a, a crucial play. Nope. Uh, like, for example, last game um, against the Grizzlies, we got slaughtered on the glass and on loose balls. We ain't really get slaughtered on loose balls this game, man, to be nah, honest. Nah, we, we beat the re- – we, we won the rebound game despite uh, the Wells' atrocious rebounding numbers. Um, we got mm-hmm. a lot of the fifty-fifty balls, but we just made a we made a few mental mistakes. We had some some coaching mistakes as well, and that was a goal game for us, really. Mm. I got a question, Jay Ellis. What's Did up? you see that technical foul from Julius Randle? Man, <laughs> bruh, bruh, pick for today, bruh, pick for guys you don't know. Guys who don't know, bruh picks are usually the worst plays of the week. It only have to be plays sometimes. It's just something dumb that it could be something dumb that even happens in life. But today, worst play of the game. Julius Randle catching a technical on the bench. And the funny thing is, I felt like the coach saw it coming and tried to save Randall from himself and started to bench Randall once he started to complain. And then he sits down and, and, and for, I don't know why I have, I think I might have telekinesis. Or something tell him because I felt like he was gonna get it anyway. Because this this player is like yep. this player's like Rashid Wallace back in the day where if yeah. where if the coach calls are is bringing him back to the bench and feels like he's gonna get technical, he gets louder as he's going to the bench and gets even more boisterous <laughs> and he catches that technical anyway. And the way Randall's oh, been acting man. lately, I was like, yo, Randall's about to get this tech going to the bench. Randall's about to get this tech on to the bench. <laughs> And long behold, this guy gets the tweet. Bruh. So, yeah. Yep. Bro, pick for me. Randall get a tech on the bench. And, uh, yeah. That's a good one, man. Yeah, man. Overtime. 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 That tech, that tech matter. I don't know. That could have changed things. Who knows? Who knows? Could have changed things. Could have changed things. 
and, and Jay Ellis, again, free throws, man. Why? Why? Why can't we just take the free points? Yeah. What's going on? I don't know, free man. Free throws, man. This is, uh, yeah. Jesus Another Christ. one. We got missed. We, we had missed 10 free throws by the time the fourth quarter hit, and that's that's the ball game as well. Free throws, adjustments, <laughs> techs. Fundamentals. What's up with our fundamentals? Winnable, man. Inbounds. Inbounds plays. Yeah. You know, Inbound. plays out of timeouts. Winnable. We're bad at these normal, basic stuff. Facts, man. All things that we need to change, man. This is a winnable game. Definitely winnable. It really which, was. Which is why it hurt. It really was. And that's why I still want smoke with them Lakers. They lucky they're not on the schedule. They lucky. <laughs> they lucky we're not seeing them till next year. Oh, I wish this was a series. Yeah, at man. Least we, at least a back-to-back. At least. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, man. But I hate to be the bearer of bad news, J. Ellis. I'm looking at the schedule. You ready? Here we go. There you go. At Utah Monday on a back-to-back Tuesday at Denver. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Thursday at Warriors. Then at Blazers, yeah, three, four games at home. OKC Nets, Heat, Sixers. Then on the road, Sixers, Suns, Clippers, Kings, Mavs, Grizzlies, Nets. Not looking good. Yeah, we need it tonight. We definitely need Not it tonight. We, de- we definitely need it tonight. Not looking man. good. I- I'm gonna leave on a high note though. I'm gonna leave on a high note. Brooklyn Nets, seven Food. straight L's. What up? Food. Yeah, <laughs> seven go. straight L's. Hey, 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 James Harden dipping. Yeah, man. Let's go. Come on. Go ahead. (laughs) Keep cooking. Keep cooking. We smoking on that Brooklyn Nets pack. LeBron got lucky. Yeah, man. Let's go Knicks, man. Let's go Knicks. Shout out to my guy. Tell him what always gives the energy, energy, energy. Yeah, man. I, I, I I was going to allude to the schedule coming up. Like I said, plenty of times we have the second hardest schedule remaining. Um, Anyone in the NBA. Uh, Ironically, man. It's crazy. Tell him a good sub co-host. Yeah, man. Tell him. Tell him got some personality, man. Tell him got some personality for sure, yo. Shoot. Tell him might be like one of the the secret hosts one day. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll, we'll see. But um, listen, man. These Knicks. Uh, it's funny. We might need to. It's a possibility, guys. That we might be having to look at this draft for real, for real. Us being the second, having the second hardest road schedule left, and us being five games under five hundred, we, we actually might be low key looking at like a top five pick, like low key, like really, <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> seriously. So keep that in mind, man. Like we might, cause you know usually February time comes. And depending on the record, uh, you kind of you might skate by the the draft, but we might have to seriously look at the draft and like get draft guys here for real to break down what's going on in the draft. All right, so keep an eye on that. But shout out to you guys, shout out to Knicks Nation. Good show, guys. Thanks for calling in. Um, pray for me, guys. I'm just pray for me. All right, cause listen, next week is gonna be crazy. My job is crazy next week. All right. They are throwing everything at your boy this uh, next week as far as workload. And on top of that, the Knicks schedule is also a crazy workload. So pray for me next week because like Tellum said, we have a back-to-back game on the West Coast. So um, there's going to be a lot of very late post games. So keep an eye on that. As, and I know my guy Ryan G is going to be with me. So we're going to see a lot of 1 a.m. post games next week. So tune in for those for that. All right. Shout out to all the con- yo. So shout out to everybody who's rocking the KOT show. Next game will be. Uh, I think Monday at Utah. So I'll see you guys Monday after the game. It's a nine o'clock game. So I will see you guys later tonight. All right. All right, cool, cool, cool. And as always, fellas, as always, uh, shout out to Fubu TV too. For the guys who don't know, uh, I thought Fubu would be a nice uh, kind of common uh, collaboration for the Knicks fans to kind of give you some guys some value because I already know Comcast is giving a lot of Knicks fans some problems. Um, Fubu, if you have, if you go with Fubu TV, Fubu TV, uh, it is a paid, it's a paid service, but there is. No contracts. They don't black out Knicks games. 
And you should be getting New York, Connecticut, or wherever, all right? So definitely check out FUBU TV. The link is in the description. And also, I'm pretty sure that Fritz is putting the link in the chat as well if you go to FUBU TV. So not only if you go for FUBU TV, you, you know, you'll watch some Knicks games, but you also be helping us out here at the KOT show. Um, putting money in our pockets to help keep these things going, put the, keep the lights on, pay writers and uh, subscriptions and everything else. So shout out to everybody here and shout out to everybody who's contributed and to the KOT show and our ascension. All right. That is our show. Thanks you guys for watching. And as always, shout out the worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, right? That is our show. We are out of here. See you Monday. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.